Welcome to Design 30. My name is Jason Bilyeu, and in this podcast, I provide design strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. Fake facts number four. All right. If you don't remember, that's fake frequently asked questions, but don't worry. The questions may not actually be frequently asked, but the answers are real. So they're fake facts, but they are real answers. So let's dive into those right now. Question number one. What is the best movie you've seen in the past one to two years? I would say the best movie I've seen in the last one to two years. It might have been the last year. I don't actually remember when it came out, but I think I'd have to go with Top Gun. That's probably uh, a bit of a stereotype, but I actually, I've seen the original Top Gun and... I don't really remember it. I must have seen it when I was younger. Um, So I'm not one of those people who just loved it for the nostalgia. Um, I just thought it was a really entertaining movie. Obviously, it it was a bit corny, okay? But it was corny in, like, the ways I want in a movie. Uh, It was still entertaining. Obviously, it had super cool fight scenes. The scenes with the jets were incredible the sound of the movie was you know i don't really know movies that well but what i do know is that it felt like i was flying in a fighter jet when i was in the theaters for that movie and it is the sound was a huge part because i actually saw the movie twice in theaters and the first time i saw it the sound in the theater got messed up somehow and it really wasn't that loud. And I don't know, it completely changed to me. I still really enjoyed it. But then the second time I went to it, it this had like this theater had great sound. And that was just incredible. So it felt like I was in the movie, felt like I was in a jet, and that was that was pretty cool. So yeah, I would say that was one of the best ones I saw in the past one to two years. Um, just for reference, my favorite, some of my favorite movies all time are movies like Inception, movies like Interstellar, uh, also um, The Dark Knight, of course. I mean, come on, Christian Bale fans, anyone? So that's usually the genre of movie that I typically like, where it's action-packed, but also has a really interesting narrative or story to it as well. So obviously, I mean, Top Gun doesn't quite fall into that. The story is, it's interesting. It's also not, uh, it's not that interesting, right? But it was also just a a really entertaining movie, corny in all the best ways, right? And yeah, honestly, I haven't seen a ton of movies in theaters over the last couple of years, but that was one that was 100% worth going to in theaters. All right, question number two. Have you thought about doing a video podcast? I've definitely thought about it. Uh, I think there is a lot more details to work through on a video podcast. Uh, Obviously, you have to look somewhat presentable. Uh, Right now, it's kind of early in the morning, and I'm in just some random clothes that I threw on in the dark and haven't, 
you know, I don't have to worry about my hair, obviously, but I haven't combed my beard, things like that. Um, so doing a video podcast, definitely have to look a little bit more presentable. Um, but it would also be, it would be pretty cool to have a little setup in the background. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the, like, big legitimate podcasts, obviously have a video that goes with it. Uh, but there also seems to be a whole nother level of editing associated with that. Or you just have to be so good at what you do, so good at doing the podcast that perhaps you don't have to edit the video at all. And I don't think I'm at either of those points yet. I I definitely, I don't edit the podcast too much. I'm not sure if you guys notice as listeners, but there are definitely times when I do some edits. Uh, maybe I take a bit of a pause to take a drink of water, stuff like that. I try to to edit out as much as possible. And I don't think anybody wants to hear that. Um, but yeah, as far as a video podcast, I think there's just, that's like another level of uh, work, input, editing that I don't know if I'm ready for quite yet, but it's definitely on the list. Maybe I could do some some short versions of that and just upload them to YouTube, something like that. I do upload short little videos every now and then to YouTube. I actually just uploaded one <clears throat> this last week, which was a bit of a callback to episode 45, which is about uh, how to stop missing deadlines. So I just did a little whiteboard session uh, of kind of going through that concept. So if you're interested in that, make sure to check it out on the Design30 YouTube and also become a subscriber. Question number three, are you going to do interviews on the, on the podcast at some point? So this is one that I actually, this probably actually is a real frequently asked question. People do ask me this quite a bit. Um, and I have a few thoughts on it. Uh, in short, uh, yes, that there's a good chance that will happen at some point. Um, but one of my thoughts for this podcast was so many of the design podcasts out there, and I think I've mentioned this before, do a lot of interviews and, you know, nothing against the style of doing design podcasts. It, it, there, a lot of them are very interesting, but a lot of the time they're interviewing these designers who uh, I feel like people don't actually know. And so I found a lot of these interviews, I don't know, it's hard, at least for me to get pulled into it when a lot of it's going through like the career of this person who I don't know, maybe I don't even know the company they've worked for. And I haven't found too many of those types of design podcasts, at least uh, all that intriguing. They often don't really pull me in. So one of the goals with this podcast was to just offer a lot more of strategies and ideas and tools and really focus on that set of things more so than these interviews, which, you know, at times there's probably, it could be anywhere from 50 to 75% of the interview is a lot of information that's not really pertinent to the listeners. So it kind of feels like the interviewer and the interviewee just getting to know each other or just kind of getting through the basics. So I, I want to, if I do interviews, I want to make sure they're engaging and pull people in. And, it, you know, it's a person that I think my audience is really going to to want to hear from. So 
So I don't know. At this point, I'm not planning on any. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm never going to do that. There, are, there is a chance for sure. Um, but yeah, at this point, uh, yeah, it's not on the list quite yet. But if people, if that's something you're interested in, if I'm wrong about this, I would love to get feedback on that. I'd love to hear uh, what you guys think. You can even suggest people to interview. I'm open to any kind of feedback. Okay, and now moving on to our final question for this fake facts number four on a Friday. Oh, whoa, I just realized that. Fake facts for Friday. Oh, that's a lot of Fs all in a row. <laughs> Anyways, all right, question number four. What are your initial thoughts on the new Apple Vision Pro? I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with this. If you haven't, you should definitely look it up. Uh, Apple came out with their new augmented reality goggles, which to me look a lot just like ski goggles. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, to me, I actually don't mind the look of it. They are big and bulky. Um, but at the same time, I kind of, you know, I love snowboarding and they remind me a lot actually of my snowboard goggles in size. <laughs> so I, I actually don't mind the look of them. I think they're, they're pretty cool from that perspective. Um, what do I think? What are my thoughts on this? So I think it's a really, I mean, engineering and design wise, obviously it's Apple. I think that looks incredible. The fact that just the way these things work and the way it, it's tracking your eyes and tracking your body movements and, I think the engineering of this thing is a whole nother level of impressive. Um, obviously, I haven't tried it out myself. I've just been watching the ads and reading some reviews on it. But I have been pretty impressed uh, from that aspect. I, how much, I mean, how much do I think this is going to impact the everyday user, the consumers, uh, just your average consumer. I, d I don't know if it's going to catch on in that world or not. I know there's a lot of people who are a bit cynical about that. And, you know, obviously a lot of jokes about, you know, as kids, we were told don't sit too close to the TV. And then now you can just have this TV strapped to your face essentially all the time. Um, and how we're already looking at our phones so much, you know, why are we just strapping the phones to our face? And I, I do think there are some legitimate arguments there that we do spend so much time staring at screens and on social media and on the internet and doing all that sort of thing. And really, it's really healthy for people to get outside and look at, honestly, just good for your eyes to look at things out in the distance, outside, look at the mountains if you live near mountains, look at the trees. Uh, it's really good just to do some of that long distance viewing for your eyes, but so I think there are some legitimate criticisms of it. And I don't know how much augmented reality is going to, uh, what the benefits necessarily are going to be for your average consumer. Although there are some things I'm pretty excited about that I think it could be really, uh, really fun or a really cool experience for. One of those, personally, what I'm interested in is uh, the sports aspect of it. If I could put those on and it feels like I'm sitting courtside at an NBA basketball game, that's a very intriguing option for me. I think that would be awesome. Uh, same thing with football. I mean, it could potentially put you like in the, <laughs> in the helmet of the quarterback where you can see what the quarterback's seen. Stuff like that, I think, would be fascinating. 
Um, other than that, maybe there are some, I've played some AR, some VR games and, and they're fun. Um, I don't know if it's something that would really suck me in or it's going to suck in your average person. Um, but so there's going to be, there's definitely going to be some fun, cool applications of augmented reality for your average consumer. But where, where I think this is really, and I'm probably going to touch on this more, uh, maybe on Monday, but I think where this is going to really make an impact is actually more on the industry side of things. So as a mechanical engineer, I think the idea of having these goggles and working with my 3d CAD models, like in augmented reality, like in three dimensional space sounds awesome. And you could actually like take your big assembly of parts and blow it up to like life size with these goggles on. And then actually physically look at the models. You could look how, I mean, it's going to be great for like human factors and human centered design uh, concepts and just getting some feedback from your design uh, right there and not in reality, but in augmented reality. Uh, you could potentially design and, and uh, edit the parts right there uh, in context uh, and life size. I think that sounds awesome. You could also blow it up way bigger than you are and you could be like a you know a fly or something just flying through the assembly and and checking out how all the parts attached to each other and if you have any interferences or I don't know there's a lot of really cool applications I think from that perspective uh, and then also just from a training perspective right can you imagine you have this new product that needs to get built and you're training up a new technician you could just put on these goggles and have essentially a pre-recorded thing or just like a, a script essentially that walks them through how to build the system. It would literally show it, find the parts, tell them how to put them together. And you could a hundred percent go from an untrained to a trained technician and, and probably as little as a day. Uh, the other thing that could be used in that scenario is with your service engineers. Let's say they're out on a service call and they're trying to figure out how to fix something, they could throw on these AR goggles and they're gonna detect where the right parts are at. It'll tell you what to connect, what to disconnect, how to take stuff apart. Like there's, I think there's some really, really cool uh, and efficient uh, applications of this kind of technology at the industry level, uh, especially it seems in the engineering fields, but uh, it makes, probably production as well, as I mentioned with technicians, I'm sure that's going to have a pretty broad scope. So if I had to guess, I would guess that things like this, this augmented reality is probably going to make a bigger impact on the industry side of things before it makes a big impact on the consumer side of things. Could be wrong, but that's my, that's my hypothesis. That's my guess at this point. So we'll, we'll see if it comes true. And that'll do it for this fake facts number four on a Friday. As always, please follow Design30 on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter. As I've been mentioning, I've been diving into Twitter a lot more and I'm actually really enjoying it. So if you're on Twitter, give me a follow. Uh, if you're not on Twitter, maybe you should create one. Jump on there. Uh, I think like all social media, it is what you make it. You, you know, if you want to get positive things out of Twitter, the positive things are there to be found. And then, of course, you can follow me on 
uh, Substack, become a free or a paid subscriber there. And then, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, Design 30 is also on YouTube, so please subscribe there. Finally, please subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcatcher you use. And if you want to support the podcast, please share it with your friends. That would be absolutely incredible. Okay, let's leave it there. As always, remember, design more, despair less. Thanks for listening.